Hi, and welcome to episode 10 of the No Code SaaS podcast. Uh, I am Glenn, and with me is Kieran. Hello, everyone. Um, so we have reached double figures, which is our first big milestone, I guess, with this podcast. James is away today. I think he's traveling. So it's just us today. And we're going to dive into our respective businesses, what we've been up to for the past month or so since we did the last podcast. Obviously, we had Christmas and New Year as part of that. Everybody started 2023, at least according to Twitter in a very positive, upbeat way. <laughs> um, so we can give our experience as to what the first three, four weeks of January has been for us. Um, I volunteer you to go first for an update, Kieran. How's that? Yeah, I mean, I didn't do much over Christmas, to be honest, because it was my first Christmas as a freelancer. Uh, and that meant I had the flexibility to actually uh, drop the tools and, and spend more time with the family. And I realized that when the kids are off nursery over Christmas, then um actually it's just a huge amount of work so i basically even if i wanted to get stuff done i wouldn't have been able to um but then i spent i've spent all of january making a course uh about how to essentially build an app very similar to yep um in bubble because i figured uh you know the freelance work has taken a little while to to get going obviously you start talking to clients but it takes a month or two before you finally agree on anything or they want to actually um, start so I thought I may as well record some courses whilst I have this downtime to um, hopefully get some income coming in so um, basically I decided uh, what do I know best and it's basically yep is like the the product or the project that I spent most time on and definitely can say I have the most expertise in so I thought I'll make a course on doing this and it was it was quite a big undertaking. I, I built the I built an app which is a page builder app similar to Yep with all the features like I wanted it to be fully functional because actually I was intending on launching it myself as a as a separate app, but I'm now having second thoughts about that because I don't really need another project. Um but I built the whole thing and that took me five days because I timed myself. So five full days, which I thought was pretty good but also i think some no coders would think that's that's quite slow uh, which is crazy when you think about it um and then i was wondering how long is it going to take me to now rebuild it for the course whilst explaining the process and everything and that that took a lot longer that must have taken at least 15 days including editing um it was amazing like how slow it is and how many times i had to redo things stuff didn't work or i had to just stop and think and then obviously I'd have to edit that out later. Um, so yeah, all in all, it took about a month, um, and it was it was a slog for sure um, because it was quite a complex build. And there's parts where you have to it's just like copying and pasting elements and renaming them and doing all this stuff and recreating loads of stuff. Um, but I got it done eventually, and uh, yeah, it feels feels great to have launched it, and uh, it's brought in some much needed income really um you know i've sold 45 of those so far which is just really great mm. and i'm thinking also of adding i'm going to add the the app itself that i built live i'm going to add that as like an extra add-on purchase people can actually buy the whole app and i'll transfer it i'll copy it and transfer it to their bubble account so if they can't be bothered to actually build from scratch they could watch the videos and then have the app to start from so 
I think that'd be nice. But yeah, the good thing is it's it's um I've learned a load in the process which I can now apply to Yep because there are so many similarities between the products and there's loads of stuff that I did for Yep the which I did for that then for this course and I realised actually there's better ways of doing it. Um so I can now take it back and improve my product. So it's really good in that sense. I've got so many questions to ask you about this seriously because the first thing that strikes me is you use that downtime, as you say, to do something else. So rather than slog away at the same product or launch a new product, you you actually took your knowledge, turned that into something really valuable for other people who are more than happy to pay for it, obviously, from your sales figures so far. And um, and that can become a you know another source of MRR, right? Because you, you you've got some continuous evergreen content out there that people are discovering and they're sharing and I'm sure you're encouraging people to you know share it around and once they've gone through the course they'll be more likely to do that right so I think it's a really clever move to be supporting your main SaaS product with with these other types of projects which is still 100% relevant to to the SaaS business because you're you're showing people how you built that product I don't think I've ever seen that done before you you always do innovative things I always say um, but it makes so much sense because what's the saying, you know, you're only as good as your last project, your last product, your last job, whatever. And you've put all of that into this, this course. And I saw when you were tweeting about it, how you had all the different modules and you were ticking them off as you were going along. And by the time you got to the end of that list, which, which looked like it grew as you were going along, um, there were a lot, you know, you've covered a lot of different uh, topics in there. So would you say that? If somebody was new to Bubble and they went through this course, that they would—it's like a complete one hundred and one. They would be advanced by the end of this, or intermediate, or what? What kind of level would would people be? Um, so I wouldn't class myself as, as advanced. I would say I'm probably advanced intermediate. Um, so I think by the end of the course, you'll be advanced intermediate as long as you've been able to follow along. Um, and because I, yeah, I really did cover almost everything that you need to know about bubble um but i think for complete beginners i think it would be a bit diving in at the deep end i think you need to have done you know all the free tutorials that are out there and and played around with bubble a bit and just be familiar otherwise you because i could have gone super slow and explained everything right from you know from a beginner's point of view but uh that would have taken a lot longer there's already 12 hours of videos um uh, so I, I kind of, I didn't assume a lot of knowledge, but there's some stuff that I go over just quite quickly. And I think if you're a complete beginner, you would, you'd have some questions. So yeah, I would say, um, people who have just played around with bubble a bit, so they're kind of just above beginner will, will be able to handle it fine. Um, and that's my hope really is that it could be the only bubble course you ever need if you've done the free tutorials and, and played around a bit by yourself. Um, because I, it is such a wide-ranging project that it really covers everything, which is, I think, is a, a great way to learn. Because, uh, you know, if you do a, like my last bubble course, there was no like one project we were building. We were teaching like different things, different aspects at different times. So you were getting the theoretical understanding, but then you had to decide on your own project to apply it to and and find ways to apply it. Whereas this. Um, you learn the the techniques as you go and then hopefully you, you end up with a full SAS and the good thing about um, 
the product that I built for this is I've called it a page builder. So, um, like, yep is a, is a page builder, but, uh, it's really, really adaptable, um, to, to do all kinds of stuff. So if you think of like a site like LinkedIn, where you can basically build your online CV, but then they added like this news feed, right. Uh, or Facebook where you build your Facebook page, but then there's a news feed. You could easily turn it into something like that, like a, a social network, but you could just as easily, uh, enable someone to build a page. And then when they add what I've called projects, you could have them as products and they can add products and then they could be selling them on the page. So you could turn it into a kind of mini Shopify. Um, it's just, yeah, there's, there's tons of different ways you could extend it into all kinds of SaaS products. I mean, yeah, it's nothing like a project management tool or a CRM or something like that, but is has a lot of similarities with a lot of marketplaces and social networks and things like that that we see. So, uh, and the other thing is if you, if you have like, if you're in any kind of community or group as like for your work or as a hobby where you think this is a group of people who need an online presence and perhaps they're not very technical, um, you could easily just turn it into a way for them to get a very simple web page up like I did with Yep and I've aimed it at indie makers. You could aim it at whatever group you're in, whatever community and give them a way to create websites really easily and you know exactly what they want to show on their website so if they're like photographers and they want a portfolio or if they're into knitting and they want to show off their work or if they're into crafts or something you can make a, a simple way that they will understand and use their terminology and and you know hopefully make some some money from it so um yeah i wanted to make something that was like as adaptable and, and wide-ranging as possible and whatever your customers decide to do with the course in terms of what they decide to make if they don't just completely copy the page builder, you know, flow. I guess they can then run that as a project, as a business, whatever they decide to do with it. But then because it's self-contained, they could ultimately sell that as well, couldn't they? They could sell that on as an ongoing concern for somebody else with, with the domain name, with their customers that use it, with, with whatever they've done with it. So it's really, I mean, talk about adding value to people's lives, not only have they sort of leveled up their bubble skills, um, they've built something useful they, they can be proud of, they can attract customers to that, they can grow that, and then ultimately potentially sell it, like with cats, you know, no-code exits, for example, and, and she sponsored us before Christmas, and um, it offers the full range, which I think is just really interesting, rather than these courses that tend to be like, learn the basics or uh, learn the core concepts and then it's completely up to you then what you do with that and and not not everybody is way inclined right they, they they can't just apply that learning to that theory almost to to something practical so that's a it's a really great idea Karen. yeah and i i hope this didn't sound like a sales pitch because it is i don't want it to be i'm just yeah i just think it's a it's a it is a really good way of learning and a really good way of teaching and it's uh, definitely beneficial for me for my own product and you know, like um, Rob Walling was always talks about the stair-stepping approach to, to SaaS. And previously, I didn't really need that because I had my full-time job to, and I was doing the SaaS in, the, in my spare time. But now uh, I see it makes absolute perfect sense because I've made as much money in the past month from selling this course than I have from a year of YEP um, because SaaS just takes so long to build up and grow and you know unless you're lucky enough to get on a rocket ship 
uh, it is the kind of thing that takes years and you just can't live off of it. Uh, and I think having the expectation that you will be able to live off of it is is perhaps a little naive. Uh, so being able to do stuff like this and kind of tie it in with the SAS as well um, is just a really good way of enabling me to survive and, and not have to put too much pressure on Yep and not have to like shut it down and go and get a normal job or something. Yeah. And it, it adds to your portfolio as well, doesn't it? So you've got you've got the product over here, the SAS product. Yep. You've got this particular course over here. I know that you were talking about another course. Or uh, yeah, so I released that actually on uh, the start of January and that's done quite well. It sold about the same amount, but it's a much cheaper course. Um, but I've been I've been pushing this course more because uh, I think the database one is, is a bit niche. I think I think people have to be a certain level of bubble before they start to worry about databases. Uh, whereas this one, I think, is has more mass appeal. So I've been pushing it a bit more. Um, and but yeah i've got i've got plans for for more courses now because um you know i can almost make as much as i can freelancing on client projects from doing courses so yeah my plan is to either make another similar SaaS course but for a different kind of product or um to just do a complete like bubble course like i did before but updated uh, and that's going to take a while but i'm up for it you're probably going to hear from the this particular group of people buying this course, right? What they would also like to see. So you've got that, that new, fresh uh, customer base to to get feedback from and ask questions of. So it, th they'll probably help guide you in that, right? Rather than you have to figure it all out, they'll they'll probably say, where's where's the Bubble 101 course? You know, you did one before, but can we have an up-to-date version? Or they might say something completely different. So, yeah. Yeah. That, yeah, my hope is, I mean, my nightmare is that they buy the course and no one completes it because it is 12 hours but i'm thinking of um putting in like quizzes and stuff to to keep people engaged and like if they get like above 90 percent on all the quizzes then i'm gonna like give them like an hour of my time when they finish the course to like chat about their SAS idea and maybe answer any questions they have so i really want to incentivize people to complete it because um yeah unless they complete it then i'm not going to get any good feedback there's a there's a, a statistic around this, isn't there, about people that complete uh, self-paced courses versus something like a cohort-based course, mm. and uh, not having that level of accountability or just somebody like yourself, even the, even the founder or the designer of the course being there, it's uh, it's easy just to let it fall by the wayside. I think we've all done that. We've all bought a ton of courses and we yeah. just don't even start them, let alone finish them. So if you're going to do these other courses to complement it, or maybe it's where those people move on from, can you say what they would be yet, or are you still just thinking? Uh, my immediate plan now, now that I've finished that course, is I want to focus a bit on yet, because I did so many things in less than optimal ways. But I'm excited to get going. I've Last night I was trying to figure out like a AI integration so that I'll be able to um you know spit out a landing page just based on someone's description of their their app um so hopefully that will be a feature in in not too long that may even be one of your courses right so if you if you can integrate open ai probably calling it chat gpt into a landing page or just a page builder what would that look like how would you go about that um who knows that may be the hot topic it is the hot topic at the minute but that may be the hot course combining Bubble and, and OpenAI together. We said it, didn't we, before Christmas as a, as a 
prediction as what would happen this year. We saw it hotting up already end of 2022, and it's still really hot in, in 23. So who knows? That, that might be a course you could do. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've seen already people are putting tutorials out there, which I've been using. Um, but yeah, I think there will be lots of uh, room for kind of more advanced courses if I can learn it well enough. Um, and so far, the API seems pretty easy to use, actually, which is great. Um, but yeah, that's enough about me. Tell me, what have you been up to and how is No Code Kids? And yeah, how's your January? Yeah, thanks. So uh, similar to you, didn't really work a lot over Christmas. So I forced myself to take time off. Um, I really wanted to spend time with the family. Unfortunately, my wife was ill for most of that period of time. So mm. she was uh, she was in bed for a lot of it. Um, but it was still downtime, which was welcome. And then New Year, I started off a bit slower in the New Year. I didn't I didn't pick up speed until sort of the second week, really, of, of January. I couldn't quite get into it. But um, what helped was a new school signed up for the for the cohort in February, which is starting next Wednesday. So it's really um, pressured me in a good way to finish this particular version of the LMS, the learning management system I've been building. Um, I was halfway through building the home tutor-based component, so uh, parents or, or carers wanting to do homeschooling uh, and trying to get that avenue sorted in the app. But just as I was halfway through that, I needed to switch back to finishing the main core of this which is for the schools and teachers and students so that's 95 percent finished and by wednesday next week it'll be 100 percent finished um it's it's gone really really well i mean I t i've talked about it a fair amount because i really love the product uh, and the team behind it but the whizzed layer i've described before that sits on top of webflow interfaces between sort of Webflow and the back end. And my, my choice of back end is Xano, talked about a lot. And um, go back over previous uh, uh, podcast episodes if people want to learn what we think about Xano, et cetera, especially versus Bubble. But for me, it's been uh, a dream team of, of products. The stack has just worked almost flawlessly. You know, Webflow's already pretty flawless. They produce, uh, you know, amazing releases. Xano equally incredible team behind it they just produce really really solid scalable fast relatively easy to use products and um and wist version 2 has come along and kind of got it mostly right from the get-go so they learned from their version 1 made a lot of changes for version 2 those of us that have had access to it uh the really the early testers have just got on with it really really well they they're getting to the point where invites are now being issued. We can use those invites to invite other people into WISD version two. And soon, although they're not really saying, but maybe within the next month or two, it will become open for all. So all the Webflow people who are dying to get on the platform, hopefully for their sake, soon get access. I can strongly encourage anybody who wants to go from web design to web development to, to just sign up and get on board as quickly as possible. Uh, you won't regret it. Um, but just back to NOCO Kids, what it's enabled me to do is is build out the vision I had right from the get-go, which is allowing any school to have multiple cohorts. Within the cohorts, you can have 
um, multiple programs within the program. You can have multiple courses. It just has that full level of flexibility, which I was struggling to find on any other product out there. If you, if you were to look at Podia or anything like that, it, they're very simplistic in comparison to what I've been building. And the reason I've been building that is because I want to make sure that I can get as many courses in front of as many students as possible within the same school. So that means within a particular cohort, uh, they may start with what I call the no-code 101 course, but then they may very quickly decide that they want to learn Webflow 101 or even WISD 101, which will be the new one coming out over the next uh, month or two. So this just enables me to do that with a few extra records, basically, just add a few records, click a couple of buttons and, and they have access, you know, so I can do that. But it also enables me to uh, allow each school and potentially each parent to say, I want to pick and choose, I want to cherry pick what my students learn. So I'm going to buy that one as the core one. That's like a prerequisite. And then uh, this is a web design course that we're running. So we're going to pick just the web design mini courses or courses that complement it. And there's that cross-sell type opportunity there as well from a business point of view, but also, again, trying to get as much information over to them as, as possible without feeling really restricted or, or confused or anything like that with, with the, the current systems that are out there. So again, no code coming to its own, no coding involved in any of this, just like with you and Bubble, or minimum anyway, and um, still having that 100% flexibility. And that's what that's what WISD has done. It's, it's brought in that flexibility so you can kind of build anything. And that was what, that was what I was hoping it could do. That's exactly what it, what it does do. One, one of those features, by the way, just love building uh, just before Christmas is something I call cohort chat, where within the context of your cohort, you get to do like a text chat type message thread with just your other students in your cohort. But no other cohort members would see that. Um, it's sort of private to, to the cohort you're within. So it's already got that element of, of privacy within cohorts and within schools. Um, and it's just things like that to, to try and help use a product or an LMS like this enjoyably, as opposed to having to sort of trudge through it. So I like what you were saying about, about almost tests or, or, or submissions of some kind or something where you're getting them to, to communicate back with, with you. Or what could be the, in my case, could be the teacher or, or some other level. And that actually helps them use the product and, and progress through the, through the course, through the program. So there's so much you could do. This is a huge space. And as soon as you open that up to homeschooling as well, again, a whole other level of, of uh, consideration. So yeah, it's going to be an exciting year. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, are there many SaaS platforms built on Webflow? I would say not that I'm aware of because of the fact that its native features are not there, but because they've been releasing their new features like memberships and logic, uh, there will be more and more coming out. So that's just Webflow only. But if you consider Webflow plus FinSuite, the leader in this space in terms of adding on functionality to, to Webflow, uh, Wisd is just one product, you know, in their suite. They've got all these other products as well. And what they're doing is they're trying to get to the point where all of these products become part of an integrated suite. So they have an excellent uh, product called Attributes. And Attributes at the moment, or until recently, 
was a bit of a separate product to WISD, but there was a natural synergy between those two. So they, they can identify those really quickly. They're very forward thinking and they've, they've now blended those two together, which again, increases the power of each of those products. The, the fact that they can combine together to do things is just makes everything easier, faster, more flexible. You can build more uh, than you could before. So those of us who are in the FinSuite community, uh, are really excited about what they're doing. They're, they're just taking Webflow and just running with it as the the core platform. They're not deviating from that. And they're saying, we're all in on Webflow and Webflowers like Bubblers are generally all in on that product. And they're just giving us everything that we need to, to build great stuff. So it, there will be more is the answer to your question. I think this year there'll be a lot more coming out than you've ever seen before. I mean, that's, uh, I mean, you're in a fantastic position having been using WISD for all this time to number one, release your own course, which mm. I think you said you're making one for no code kids, but I don't know if that is at a level that you could also put it out there for all the web flows who are going to be flowing into the product soon. Yeah. That's a, a fantastic opportunity for you. And, and also if you can turn no code kids into a multi-tenanted SaaS, and maybe be like the first person to do it with webflow i mean that's that's just incredible isn't it and then again you can turn that into a course or whatever you want but um just being a pioneer like that would be fantastic and yeah i think you should do it for mm. sure because if you're saying things like podia are too simplistic um then yeah and i, and I use podia for my course so i think it's it's decent decent product but um yeah if you're saying your product's even better or able to handle more things then there must be demand for that kind of thing mm. um especially as um schools are you know moving more towards online learning and all kinds of academic institutions are and i think i feel like homeschooling popularity must be increasing um all the time we also talked in the last episode about how the work that we do might be supported by um bringing people together in a community setting. So far, I've been thinking about it a lot and designing out my potential community to actually help people who, who may be buying the course or they may be coming to the community specifically to be in it uh, for, for other reasons. Um, whilst they're in it, they then get access to course material or other things. Over the past year, certain things have happened that have suggested to me that I kind of need to do it which is a strange thing to say perhaps, but I'm not saying it's a calling, uh, but I'm saying it's something that's, that's pulling me into it to say, you've been a member of lots of communities. What, what are your thoughts on that? And I've had to reflect on that. Even ones I've paid for that have been quite expensive. And did I get out what I thought I was expecting to get out? Generally not. And I hear a lot of people say that, but I don't think it's because the community model is broken i think if anything it's getting more and more vibrant every day you just have to get the right balance and mix in there so i th i think i would really enjoy it to be honest with you if it was the right balance of people the right mix it was financially worthwhile that's the other thing i think one of the reason these communities fail is because they're a labor of love um, but i think you have to make sure that that it's priced accordingly especially for 
what you're bringing, if you're bringing a, a lot of value, e even if it's because you're bringing a great group of people together, that's that's got a lot of value, you know, and you're you're curating that to some degree. There's there's an application process or or whatever, or by you setting the tone and uh, defining the way you feel like that community could operate efficiently and enjoyably. So you're you're putting that bit into it, and then maybe personalities emerge from within that group and they become moderators or uh, they become your community manager or they just form small groups together and actually just look after each other or I, I still believe in that as very much a model that works and is monetizable and people would be happy to pay to be in it so we mentioned Jay Klaus's community for example either last time or the time before and I'm not a member of it but I kind of wish I was I just haven't joined it yet there's part of me which feels like oh, I'm gonna to have to join it at some point because I just want to be in it why not when I hear what he posts on Twitter and what other people post on Twitter about their experience in there it's it's enticing it's something that says I want to be part of that and that's what this is isn't it it's a it's a bringing together of minds and not just talents but 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 personalities as the same minds and and more of you than just what you do I think with Twitter it's a bit limited in terms of what we can get across to people, what we're about. There's filters. We put our own filters on in terms of what we post and uh, because we see it as much as a marketing channel as a communication platform. Whereas in a community, I think you can relax into it. You can be yourself. You can say things you wouldn't necessarily say on Twitter. It's private. Uh, there are community rules which govern the sharing of information, all of that kind of thing. And I think I think people need more of that. We, we definitely need more of that, especially as more and more of us work for ourselves and go freelance or or whatever, or, or in the, the tech layoffs. You know, where are all these people going? If they're going home and they're working from home, that's great, and they'll enjoy that for a while. They've maybe had a payout, whatever it might be. But then what? You know, do they just go back to, to work and back to another job like that, or or do they start exploring these possibilities of how they could live their life differently? And I think especially with no code, that there aren't that many no code communities out there that, that are worth joining. Um, and I certainly wouldn't name any names, but I feel it's a bit deficient. And, and yet we're all the kind of people that want to support each other, help each other, work together, meet each other, sociable. Uh, we like in real life events, we're just not supported particularly well with that. Mm. So that's where I'm coming from, and that's why I feel like I'm driven towards it, Kieran. Rather than it being like a calling, I feel like, well, somebody needs to do this, and um, and I've got my own views on how I think it would work well. But it would be an experiment, and I'd be quite happy to give it up if it didn't work. It's that thing of build the product you want to use yourself, design the community you want to be in yourself. It's that really. So even if I had ten people in there, if they were happy, I'd be happy. But the aim is to have, you know, aim for maybe a hundred for the first year maybe 200, 300 by the end of year two. And maybe you cap it 500 or more if it makes sense, but actually not not make it a numbers game, make it a, an ex, almost exclusive, like a quality place to be. Um, mm. And if somebody leaves, that frees up a slot for somebody else to come in. You know, I, I, don't, I don't know what the model would look like at the moment, but I just I just know that it it could be a really uh, fulfilling part of of our lives. Yeah, and you, I think it would be 
it would be interesting to try a community model which is aimed more at long term rather than short term because every community and every boot camp you see is is aimed for like short sharp burst you know and it's it's very easy to kind of burn out quickly or just you you don't have the time whereas a lot of the things we're trying to do are very long-term pursuits like you want to build a SaaS, it might take you 10 years and it's no good joining a community for six months um, because most people in that time will not hit success and then will will quit uh, and it's the same with you know my friend who's got his screenwriting community like you know you've got to be in it for five or ten years to to stand a chance of getting success you're not just going to join and then suddenly get your screenplay made into a tv show so it would be interesting to explore a way to make them a bit more patient slow paced when you go into it you go in with the expectation you're going to be in this community for five years it will be there for you there'll be months at a time when when you don't join anything because you're busy uh, but then the aim is that you will continue just plodding away in the background at building a successful no-code SaaS or learning no-code or or whatever it is you want to do um, and we'll be there to support you. I think that would be quite an interesting and different way of doing things. Yeah, it's just like it, Kieran. You hit the nail on the head. I think it is that longer-term uh, membership of something, place you want to be for the long-term because, as you say, it takes time. I mean, coming out of these shorter-term communities, it feels like you're really being just... Uh, left to fend for yourself uh, so you know there's there's a lot of intense learning which can be enjoyable i get that especially with the cohort but then it's like well there you go out into the outside world now now go and sp spread good uh build your thing find customers it just feels yeah it feels very unsupported so for me it's about attracting people who are quite committed to this as a lifestyle as a movement it wouldn't be for everybody so even people in the very early stages, I wouldn't encourage to join because they need to get a bit of experience first to figure out whether it really is something for them. I like it. Cool. I'm sold on your vision. Okay. I'll try and put it a bit more eloquently in the future and put it on a website. But for now, it's very much in the planning stages. So last thing, let's mention what you said earlier. Uh, we had a, a good experience this week joining in with the no code garage sale uh so hats yeah. off to we've got harold miguel and cat that have put this together it was the first of its kind and the idea was if you're a busy no coder you've made all these projects and you want to get rid of some of your older projects that perhaps are just distracting you or um they're just never going to go anywhere then let's go to this garage sale and sell them for cheap so the ceiling was five hundred dollars i think it yeah. was and um so we polished up our our old projects products uh did a little pitch a little deck spent three four minutes talking about it and then sellers were also present and could show their interest at the end of each talk presentation and everybody theoretically got a sale so it was really successful uh what was your experience first of all say what you were selling and we'll um, we'll go from there 
Yeah, I was selling um, 30 Days of Marketing, which is like a marketing challenge app that I built uh, last year. And um, I just didn't have time to pursue it. But I, th I think it's a good idea and it's got legs. And I thought the event was really good, well organized. And the concept is is good as well, because um, for us makers, we kind of put these projects together and it doesn't take us very long at all. And, and we don't really value them at all because they're so easy for us to do. But for other people who perhaps would find that a bit technically challenging um they see a huge amount of value in it and they you know likely have the skills that we don't have in terms of marketing and and building a business that um means that they could then take this product which is you know mostly finished or fully finished and go out and turn it into something great so i think it's um kind of a win-win situation for everyone and for for people who can go in and buy an app that you know fully functioning app sometimes with users as well for like under five hundred dollars that's like a great deal and and for the rest of us it's you know it's a it's a good deal as well because otherwise it would just be sitting there doing nothing but um yeah i think if once the process is nailed down and it's like a bit smoother in terms of the actual sale part which was never going to be simple because you are transferring like intellectual property to between people that's which is not simple to do um once that's nailed down i think it will be like i could see it being a regular and enjoyable event where a lot of marketers and product people will will go to to get like cheap deals and then build businesses absolutely yeah i, I like it and th there were these ideas floating around about it being like an auction and so it's like a live auction and there's a an element of fomo there so if you if you want it you better pick it up quick because it's going to go I think all of that's just really fun, and that was what Harold described as being the um, the main uh, purpose behind it was just to have some fun, bring the maker community neighbourhood together to this garage sale, um, and that's what you did. That's what they did. So I think I think it was really fun. So I think that's all we've got time for this week, Kieran. But that was a great chat. Thanks for bringing us all up to speed on the course. Please tell everybody where to go to go and buy your course. We didn't say that earlier. Uh, yeah, if you go to nocodelife.com slash learn and you'll see all the details there. Great. I'm just going to it now because I haven't actually had a look at it. Yep, cool. And um, and people have missed the early bird pricing, right? It's back at the, the full price now. Yeah, it's the full price now, which is 129 But um, I really, really feel like that's still way cheaper than it should be. So uh, I'm probably going to put it, put it up significantly at some point or or maybe make a bundle and and just put a much higher price point because i just think the amount of value you're getting and the the potential to to just build the SaaS and then launch it and make your money back in a few weeks is is very high i think so um yeah i think it's it's pretty reasonable i'm i'm pleased you said that because i know that in terms of marketing you, you don't tend to self-promote uh heavily and yet you you can see the value of your own course here uh everybody on the outside can see it i don't know anybody that would complain about that price i think that's more than reasonable i'm looking down everything that you're covering here including like user sign up user login uh obviously creating all the pages and all the features you've got the pricing page stripe payments managing subscriptions webhooks postmark for emails i mean it's huge custom domain so yeah Everybody, if you're into bubble and you've got a little bit of experience under your belt, 
go and buy it. <laughs> good chat and good to catch up. I think we had a lot to say after like a month off. So, um, and I'm sure James will have some good stuff for next time. Yes, we look forward to bringing him back next time and see where he's been and what he's been up to as well. So thanks everyone and we will see you next time. Cheers everyone.